Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are live. It is a Monday morning. It is the Standing Room Spartans podcast. Welcome to another episode. As I am actually on vacation this week, I pre-recorded a couple episodes for you guys here. So if there's any news that comes out about the Big Ten schedule or anything like that, uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Standing Room MSU, and I'll make sure I hit on it there. But, you know, we've been just waiting and waiting since the Big Ten announced that they're going to a 10-game conference-only schedule. We haven't seen, you know, who are we adding on that schedule. It's going to be, you know, one more team from the West that will be playing. They haven't added any dates so as we currently stand, you know, September 5th against Northwestern is going to be our opening game of the season. Now, whether they move that date around, whether they want to start later uh, as a whole with the conference, you know, whatever the case may be, we'll make sure we head on that. But, you know, again, we're, we're kind of waiting on that. And, you know, maybe this week something comes out over the weekend, some stuff about the ACC with Notre Dame joining. And, and there's been a lot of news coming out recently pretty quickly. So I, I do expect sometime soon for the Big Ten to announce a schedule and and everything like that. But it's, you know, we're just kind of sitting and waiting right now. If Again, if you follow me on uh, Twitter at Standing Room MSU, on Instagram at Standing Room Spartans, I've been doing a, a countdown for the season. And, and it's something that it felt really weird when today, you know, again, I, I've been doing a countdown, basically picking a player with the jersey number of how many days we have left. So, you know, 89 days, Shalit Calhoun, 35 days, Joe Bocci. Um, you know, and, and yesterday on Sunday, I did Antoine Simmons at 34. And, and it was just a weird, I don't know what it was about today, but I was like, man, there's 34 days until a scheduled college football game. Our guys are not currently practicing. We don't know if that game is actually going to go on at the scheduled time. It's it's just a wild time, man. And uh, I have a lot of season preview stuff pretty much planned out and ready to go. I'm basically just waiting at this point for for them to announce the full schedule so that I can you know do everything accurately. But you know, rest assured, we will get to all of that. If you've been waiting for more of an extensive 2020 preview, I promise you, I have a lot of stuff planned. I have a lot of good ideas for, for how we're going to do that a little bit differently than most. But 
you know, we're, we're, I, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to jump the gun on a season preview before I really know what the schedule is going to look like. So, um, you know, again, go back and listen to the previous episodes. If this is your first time checking in, you know, we have talked about the 2020 season. We've talked about the roster a little bit and the new coaching staff. Last week we had on Corey Robinson from Rivals and Spartan Mag. It was an awesome interview. We got a lot of good nuggets there about Mel Tucker's philosophy and recruiting, you know, the way that he kind of approaches, you know, what he's looking for in a certain player. He's, he's got a lot of size, speed kind of requirements that you have to meet. Um, and, and we got some some interesting tidbits as far as, you know, where some of these recruits are coming from. The 2021 group, what, you know, what are some guys that are coming on and should be committing or announcing soon and MSU being on the radar for some of these guys. Of course, the news about uh, Andrell Anthony on Friday, the uh, three or four star, depending on the service, uh, wide receiver out of East Lansing committing to Michigan kind of at the last minute. You know, we recorded that podcast the day before stuff started to to get a little weird on Twitter and kind of the the general fan base accepted that he probably was going to choose Michigan. I know all the 24-7 crystal balls were flipping like crazy on that day. We recorded right before that happened. So if you hear some news about, you know, some some conversation, we had a short conversation about him. Um, you know, that's why it might not be so timely, but it was a great interview all in all. Um, don't let, you know, that 10 seconds of, of uh, you know, information sway around a little bit there's still a lot of good stuff in there so make sure you check that episode out make sure you check out everything you know again if this is your first time of uh you know listening i i really appreciate you trying out a new msu podcast and hopefully we can keep giving you some good content and of course if you're coming back you know for the second third fourth time maybe that Corey robinson rivals uh episode was the first one that you listened to it's it's been the highest rated uh episode that i've had so far so you know if you're just kind of tuning in here i appreciate you coming on in and and we'll make sure that uh, i i give you a reason to stick around so leave me a review on apple podcast it really helps me out subscribe tell your friends tell your family and all of that stuff but today and on thursday uh, i got an interesting exercise here uh that that i was talking with some buddies about you know, some of the MSU records, you know, going back into 2019 and realizing that in a weird season where I think we can all agree the uh, offense didn't look very good, uh, Brian Lewerke, he he had a, a school record in, in that season for the single season total offensive yards with 3,442. And it was just kind of a weird, like, Hold on. The 2019 offense, there was a quarterback who broke the MSU record for total yards in a season. And I started thinking about some of these records because uh, there, there's some single season records. There's some career records in MSU's uh, program history that are damn near untouchable. And there's a few that I think, you know, especially when you look at something like that, that might be broken in the near future here. So uh, what I wanted to do is is take a look at some of these major records, you know, rushing yards, passing yards, passing touchdowns, some of the key ones. You know, I'm not really going to dig into the, you know, passing efficiency records and, and stuff that's kind of hard to gauge. The extra point, 
and all of that stuff is is kind of up in the air but I looked at a few of these things, and we're going to do the offense here today and the defense on Thursday as far as some of these records, and and not necessarily just for the 2020 season or, or anything like that, but when we're kind of taking a look at, I put 20 years as kind of a time frame on it. You know, We're 20 years into this new millennium, and we've seen how much football has changed, so you know, sometime in the next 20 years, 25 years, in the foreseeable future and generation of college football, what of these program records are very likely to be broken? Which of these I think are, are near untouchable um, and which ones are somewhere in the middle? So I, I gave myself a little exercise to go on a scale of one to 10, how likely are these records to be broken? I looked at some uh, for each of these categories. So we have passing yards, passing touchdowns, passing attempts, completion percentage, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, rushing attempts, uh, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, receptions, total offense, and uh, all-purpose yards. And uh, for each of these, I did for the single-season record and for their career records as well. Um, and just kind of, a, you know, it, it gives you an idea of where the game of football is at, where the, you know, game of college football especially is, is continuing to evolve. And, you know, some of these records that have been held for a long time, some of them have recently been broken uh, about, you know, just an idea of, of how that's continuing to evolve and, and how likely it is that some of these numbers are going to be updated. So so let's get into it with the passing. So the cur- the current we'll start with the single season passing yards leader in, in program history that's Jeff Smoker with 3309 3395 there we go uh passing yards in a single season that was in 2003 um he's followed by Kirk Cousins at 3316 He's followed by Connor Cook with two seasons above 3,100 yards. So uh, that record's been held now for 17 years. And Connor or, uh, Kirk Cousins was the closest one. He was within, what, about 80 yards of uh, passing that. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely is this record to be broken? I'm giving this a 10. 100% guarantee this record will be broken. The career passing yards by an MSU quarterback, or the, I'm sorry, the single season passing yards by an MSU quarterback, 3,400 yards. I, I just, with the evolution of college football again in the passing games, and, you know, while even at Michigan State, you know, we, we have been frustrated at times with uh, how we've been stubborn to evolve with the modern game and all this. You know, if we're looking at the next 20, 25 years with how college football, with how the NFL even has has continued to update their systems and update what they're doing i think it would be crazy for for us not to have somebody that eventually breaks that record i mean just in the 2019 season you had let's see here how many quarterbacks went over 3400 yards this season there were 10 of them and then chris robinson at fau was 3396 so he even just beats out jeff smoker's season so there were 11 quarterbacks in 2019 alone that top that number. So I think when push comes to shove the next 20, 25 years, we've already seen Kirk Cousins get really close to it. 
Connor Cook was within about 150 yards a couple times. So, you know, Brian Lewerke, even in 2019, that season that we all said, you know, eh, this this offense just wasn't the moving moving the ball the way we wanted them to. He was still within about 300 yards. So, you know, I I, I would be shocked if this record, uh, single season record, isn't broken in even the next five to ten years, let alone the next twenty. Now, passing yards in a career, we have Connor Cook leading the charge here with nine thousand. 194 passing yards in his career, followed very closely by Kirk Cousins, 3,931 yards. So he's about 60 yards shy. You had Jeff Smoker on there, who's a couple hundred yards away. And then Brian Lewerke, it's a pretty big drop off from, from Smoker at number three to Lewerke at number four by about 700 yards. So, you know, it's it's really been something where you need to of course be a three-year starter i think that's number one and number two you have to have three pretty good years at least one stellar year maybe one your your first season starting is pretty average but you have one that really blows up and and makes the most of it uh to to really get you there so of course connor cook kirk cousins jeff smoker these are all three-year starters brian lewerke even um, so that so that's requirement number one is is you have to be a starter for three years. And I'm sure, you know, again, over the next 20, 25 years that we're going to see some three year starters come through the program. Hopefully this year, starting with Peyton Thorne. But hey, with the, the 10 game shortened schedule, I think it's going to be tough for him to get on the list, even if he is. But I still put this at a nine overall confidence. You know, Connor Cook did put up three really good years and, and one really incredible season. Uh, from a passing yards perspective. So, you know, it, it's just, I guess, recognition that that is a really impressive number at, at over 9,000 yards for a, a three-year college football career. But, you know, again, I just think with the way that the offenses continue to evolve that we're going to see a, a three-year starter come through the program and and beat that number out. I, I would be shocked if it didn't happen. So I put it that at a nine confidence the other one here that with uh, passing is uh, passing touchdowns, and I'm getting this. Uh, passing touchdowns currently single season is Kirk Cousins with 25. Now that's about 1.8 touchdowns per game, just under two touchdowns a game for a single season for Kirk Cousins. Connor Cook had 24 twice, so he was knocking on the door for a couple seasons there. Now 25 touchdowns. In 2019 college football season, 21 quarterbacks had more than 25 touchdowns. Give me a 10 out of 10. There will be a quarterback who throws for more than 25 touchdowns at Michigan State in the next 20 years. There's just no way that it doesn't happen. I mean, again, nine to 21 quarterbacks in 2019, 21 had over 25 touchdowns. So you're telling me sometime in the next 20 years that we're not going to find one of those guys. I, I think that's ridiculous. So, you know, all you need is about two touchdowns a game for a full season and and you're going to hit that number. So I would be shocked if this didn't happen in the next 10 years, let, let alone the next 20. Now, passing touchdowns for a career, a little less confident about Connor Cook currently is up there with 71 passing touchdowns. Now, um, of course, we you heard it right there. Kirk Cousins is the current leader in passing touchdowns for a season with 25. 
Connor Cook had 24 twice. I, I mean, he was putting up some really good touchdown seasons. And when you look at it, uh, of all of the single-season touchdown marks, Connor Cook's name is up there three times in the top five. So he he was a guy where the yards, you know, weren't necessarily impressive as as far as a real historical measure of what we're going to see in the next few years. When you put up those kind of passing touchdown years, three years starting, you have 22, 24, and 24, uh, you know, that that is going to be tough to beat. I, I do think it's going to happen, and I, I would lean towards that happening. Again, three-year starter, somebody comes in there and, and puts together three productive passing seasons with the way that we've continued to throw the ball more and more. I'm putting this at a seven. So Connor Cook's currently at, at 71 touchdowns. Again, three of the top five seasons in MSU history as far as passing touchdowns. And then Kirk Cousins at 65, Jeff Smoker at 61. So it's a pretty steep drop-off from Connor Cook up there at the top. Brian Lewerke is fourth with 47. So it is a tough gig to throw that many touchdowns in a career. And and so this one, I'm I'm a little more skeptical. Um, but I'll still give it a seven. I, I do think that, you know, when push comes to shove, that that somebody's going to get over that number. But it, it is pretty tough, man. 71 touchdowns in a college career is really impressive. Now, the, the passing attempts. So passing attempts in a season, we had the current leader is Jeff Smoker in the, I believe it's the 2003 season again, uh, with 488 that's about 37 and a half per game. So 488 pass attempts in 2003. Next highest was actually Andrew Maxwell in 2012 with 446. Then you have Brian Lewerke, 436. Um, and, and three more seasons that were above 400. Uh, I, I put this at a seven again. I, I would lean towards that happening. But again, Jeff Smoker in 2003... 37 and a half pass attempts per game. That is a lot. I, I mean, Brian Lewerke had 33 and a half last year, and that was a lot of bubble screen stuff. Now, the, the reason that I would lean towards a yes is because, again, we saw Brian Lewerke hit uh, three, 436, so about 33 and a half per game, which was four less than Smoker's year. So, so if you take Lewerke's season in 2019, and you had four more pass attempts per game, then you hit that that record, you hit that target. The reason I think that he doesn't is because the offense wasn't really moving the ball too efficiently. So you had a lot of drives that just stalled out. I, I mean, if you get a couple more first downs per game, th that's adding a few more offensive plays per game, which is clearly adding a few more attempts to each game so I, I would definitely lean towards a yes but throwing the ball 38 times a game is still a lot e even today so Jeff Smoker's season in 2003 was definitely one where they were relying on the passing game so now passing attempts for the career we currently have Brian Lewerke in the lead 1,249 pass attempts in, in the, the career of Brian Lewerke um, the Number, I, sorry, I, I got really confused here looking at two different numbers here. Uh, passing completions and passing attempts. The, this can throw you off when you're looking at the record books. Brian Lewerke, again, sorry about that pause there, folks. Your, your earphones were working. 
Uh, Brian Lewerke, 1,249. Connor Cook, 1,170. Jeff Smoker and Kirk Cousins all above 1,100. Then it drops off to Brian Hoyer at about 900. So I'm really confident about this one. This I'm putting at a 10 out of 10 because Brian Lewerke, the, the leader, that's about three years of starting from 30 per game, uh, 30 passing attempts per game. Now you look at, I mean, the top six numbers here are all in the 2000s or 2010s. I mean, just with the way that the offenses, again, continue to evolve, we just see more and more and more passing attempts. And I think it's going to be kind of one of those next man up type things. Again, if Brian Lewerke just had a slightly more efficient offense that was moving the ball a little bit more, you add a few more plays to that game. You add a few more passing attempts each time. So I do think this is one that's certainly going to be broken by a three-year starting quarterback. If they just can move the ball a little bit more, you know, cut down on a little bit of those third and third and go, third and outs. Jesus, uh, my speaking today is rough. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, you cut out a few of those three and outs. You, you know, you you continue to move the ball down the field. You get a few more passing attempts for your quarterback. So I, I'm giving this a 10 out of 10 career passing attempts. That record will be broken. Now completion percentage. This is the last passing category. Completion percentage in a season. Dave Yorema with 67.3 percent. Now, in, in the NCAA in 2019, you had 10 quarterbacks that were higher than 20 than uh, than that 67% mark. And, you know, we, we have seen offenses evolve in a certain sense to a lot more bubble screens, a lot more of these high percentage, quick passing game things. But there are still a lot of offenses out there that run a lot of just, you know, deep crossing routes and, and you're really testing your quarterback's arm strength and pushing the ball down the field and, and trying to get vertical. You do see a lot of that. And so I put this at a six. I would say that, yeah, I, I probably would lean towards a yes that somebody in the next, you know, handful of years comes around and, and throws for 68, 69, 70 percent. But that's still a really high completion percentage number. Again, this is a record that's held for for a long time. You know, when you look at Dave Urema, a guy that played, you know, back in the 80s, he he broke this record in 1986. That that's a record that's been around for damn near 40 years and, and hasn't been broken since. So while these offenses have have evolved, not certainly not to the level that that it's going to be easy to pass up that number you know again you you look at Connor Cook probably the most accomplished quarterback in Michigan state history that offense was not you know le- leaning on the the high percentage completion percentage throws that that is an offense that was pushing the ball down the field constantly and so this is a tough number 67% again only 10 quarterbacks in college football Pass that up in 2019. So I'm going to put a six. Again, I'll lean towards a yes, but that's a tough ask. Now, when you're looking at the career completion percentage, um, Drew Stanton is the current leader at 64.2%. Connor Cook or uh, Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, is right behind him at 64.1. So you had Drew Stanton and Kirk Cousins right there at 64%. I would lean towards, again, a six or a seven here. We'll say a seven. That, that somebody will break that career completion percentage number uh, because I just think, you know, that's 64%. Again, it's a, it's a nice clip, 
but I, I would say that somebody comes around with these this new bubble screen type quick quick game and and gets that advantage over the course of a whole career. Again, the one season over sixty seven percent is tough, but but three years over sixty four percent, I would say maybe is a little bit more likely, but it's it's still a tough tough ask. So. Let's head over to the rushing stats. These ones are are a little bit different than the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, some numbers that I think are are almost certainly going to be passed up. Now, the rushing attempts a little bit uh, a little bit of a different story here. We'll start with the rushing yards in a season. That's Lorenzo White with two thousand and sixty six rushing yards in nineteen eighty five. He was a Heisman finalist in that season, and, and I'm putting this at a flat out zero. There's no way in hell that a Michigan State running back in the next 20 to 25 years is going to top 2,066 rushing yards like Lorenzo White did in 1985. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is currently second with 1,793. Javon Ringer, 1,637. Lorenzo White's on there again at number four with 1,572 yards. Jeremy Langford at 1,522 so I just, I mean, 2,066 yards. That's 172 yards a game. That's not going to happen, folks. There's just no way. I mean, the the way that the, the offenses keep moving towards, you know, number one, more pass-friendly offense, and number two, more of a, a stable a committee of running backs rather than one bell cow, you know, unless you're Wisconsin, so I just, there's no way. 2,066 yards is way too many. And when you look at a career, Lorenzo White, again, the leader, 4,887 yards in his career. The next highest was Javon Ringer. He's about 500 yards back. Tico Duckett's uh, about 700 yards back. Blakey's or Cedric Irvin, TJ Duckett, all in the mix there, but about 1,500 yards shy. Uh, again, I'm putting this at a zero. There, there's no way that a running back in this era is going to run for 4,900 yards in their career. It's just not going to happen. That's about 1,200 yards a season for four years. I mean, at Michigan State, I, I do not expect that to happen. So rushing yards season, Lorenzo White. Rushing yards career, Lorenzo White. Those records are not going to be touched. There is no chance you can put that down in stone right now you can record this clip, prepare it. It's never going to be useful because there is no way. Lorenzo White, your records are safe, my friend. Now, when you, we go to the rushing touchdowns, a little bit of a different story here. The current single season rushing touchdown leader at Michigan State is uh, Jeremy Langford and Javon Ringer both had 22 touchdowns in a season. Um, and those were Jeremy Langford in 2014, Javon Ringer in 2008. Uh, J.U. Kolkrick had 21 in a season. Blake Ezor had 19 in a season. Eric Allen, Jeremy Langford both had seasons with 18. So it's it's been approached a few times. I don't think the number, you know, again, Lorenzo White's 2,066 rushing yards in a season. That's absurd. 22 touchdowns in a season is is a really high number, but... It's it's not crazy to think that somebody could make a move on that. You know, when when we're looking at it, that's almost two touchdowns a game. So if somebody finished a full season with two touchdowns per game, they would blow this record out of the water by almost you know what four touchdowns. So I, I think it's something that's been approached, you know, a couple times. 
it, it is a really high number, but I, I'll give this one a three. I, I think it's unlikely that it happens, but it, it's not such a high number that it's crazy to think that somebody could come along and, and break that. So rushing touchdowns in a season, Jeremy Langford, Javon Ringer, both tied with 22. I, I think that record's safe, but Again, I'll put this at a three out of ten confidence that that it will be passed because I, I think it's possible. It's certainly possible. Rushing touchdowns in a career. Lorenzo White, welcome back to the list with uh with 43 touchdowns. Now Lorenzo White had an interesting career. Uh he had two of the top uh ten touchdown seasons in MSU history, he had two of the top yards seasons in msu history but he also had a couple shortened seasons a couple seasons that just he didn't get the the amount of volume the amount of carries it's it's kind of a weird case study but again he's up there at 43 touchdowns if you were a four-year starter you know that's that's what just over a touchdown a game for four seasons that's a lot of touchdowns man jeremy langford behind him with 40 ju colquick 39 cedric Irvin 35 uh, and then Blake Ezor and Javon Ring are both tied at 34. So uh, Jeremy Langford got close. He, he was up there with 40. And Jeremy Langford felt like a touchdown machine for a couple years there. Uh, but again, 43 rushing touchdowns in the 2020s, 2030s, you know, whatever f- football continues to evolve as this passing game. And uh, man, I, I don't see it happening. It would surprise me, but it's not such a crazy high number that it's impossible. So I'm going to give this a three as well. I, I just I think it's unlikely that somebody tops 43 rushing touchdowns in their career at MSU in the in the foreseeable future. But it's it's certainly possible. It's it's not a crazy number. And when we jump over now to the single season rushing attempts, this is the last rushing category we'll go with here. You currently have in the lead Lorenzo White. Again, uh, welcome back with 419 rushing attempts in 1985, which is crazy because we remember the uh, Javon Ringer and Le'Veon Bell both seasons where it felt like we were giving them the rock 40 times a game. They were both well short uh, of Lorenzo White's 419. That's, I mean, just goes to show you how talented he was, but that's 35 carries a game, man. There is zero, 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 zero percent chance that this record is broken. Lorenzo White's 419 rushing attempts in 1985. That is a record that will stand forever um and then when you're looking at a career as well I'll, I'll save you the drama that's another zero because lorenzo white also had 1082 rushing attempts in his career that's over 200 more than the next highest with javon ringer uh, i mean there's just it's not happening there's a zero percent so lorenzo white has basically every rushing record at michigan state and i do not expect that to change in the foreseeable future So as we head over to the receiving side of things, receiving yards in a season, this one, I'm, I'm man, Charles Rogers was so good (laughs) in a a different era, man. This guy was absolutely ridiculous and is the current leader in receiving yards in the season with 1,470 yards. Um, He was also number two on this list with 1,351 yards. Uh, his season with 1470, the number one season, 
only two players had more in, in all of college football in 2019. That's 122 yards a game, guys. That's a damn good season. And and while I do think that offenses are continuing to become more pass-friendly, that's a lot of yards, man. And again, only two people had more in 2019. So I'm going to put this at a three. Again, do I see a world where uh, a college football continues to evolve as passing games become more and more complex? Defenses struggle to keep up. You know, quarterbacks are just getting more talented as they throw the ball more from a young age. Wide receivers are continuing to get more and more athletic, but 1,470 yards, man. Charles Rogers was absolutely ridiculous in that first season. And so I'm going to put this at a three. I can see it as a possibility, but man, I definitely don't think it's likely. Now, now receiving yards in a career, of course, Charles Rogers only played for two seasons. So, you know, that makes his mark, uh, you know, a little bit less friendly in the career yardage standpoint where BJ Cunningham is the current leader in career receiving yards with 3,086. Now, if you were to play a four-year career, that's about 770 yards a game, or I'm sorry, 70, 770 yards a year for a four-year career. So it's, again, definitely not outside the realm of possibility here. Andre Risen was was short by about 100 yards. He's at number two. Charles Rogers in just two seasons was only about 200 yards away from this, uh, and Kirk Gibson is is well below Charles's number. But again, uh, here's something where if Charles Rogers can get that close to this record in two years, uh, I think there's maybe somebody that's going to come around as a really talented receiver, leave after three years, you know, uh, put up a couple of really nice seasons, and go to the NFL draft after a junior year, like most great wide receivers do. I think you could this is a very easily beatable record even in just three years of of performing. That's just over a thousand yards a year for three years. I, I don't definitely don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. So um I, I'm gonna put this at a six. I'll lean towards a yes. Uh but you know, three thousand yards for a career that takes consistency, that takes you know, just being out there every day and, and being a contributor and and so I'll put this at a six. I think that I would lean towards a yes, but that's still a really high number, and that's an impressive long career. Again, B.J. Cunningham is a four-year player. Most great receivers are leaving after three years, so that that kind of makes it a lot more difficult for a guy like Charles Rogers, you know, for example, who only played two seasons. But it makes it a lot more difficult, and there's a, a much smaller margin for error in, in having a bad game or, or getting knocked up, you know, getting banked up for a couple years. Knocked up would be a totally different situation. Uh, but, it, you know, just missing a couple games with a sprained ankle and, and that might take you out of the running for this. That's a long, consistent career. So I'll put it at a six. I would lean towards a yes, but that's that's tough. Uh, it's a tough number. Now, uh, receiving touchdowns, receiving touchdowns in a season Charles Rogers is currently the leader with 14. Uh, I, I'm going to put this at a three. Uh, you know, that 14 number, it doesn't sound that high, right? If I said, man, 14 receiving touchdowns in one year. Because, I don't know, maybe you're thinking more of the running backs, uh, of the quarterbacks that are throwing for all these touchdowns. But 14 touchdowns, there were only four players who had more touchdowns in the 2019 college football season. So it's not something that's done very often. That's certainly a high number. 
Again, Charles Rogers, the leader with 14. He's also in second place with 13. Plexigo Burris and BJ Cunningham each had seasons with 12. So I'm putting it at a three. Do I see somebody coming along and and uh, you know topping that number, putting up 15 or 16? Certainly it's possible. But again, only four guys did that in 2019, a season where where passing yards were were happening all over the place, passing touchdowns. You know, Joe Burrow threw 60 touchdowns last year. I certainly see a world where it's possible, but that's still a really high number, and that's still going to be a tough one to beat. Receiving touchdowns in a career, slightly more confident here. Charles Rogers, again, is the leader. In just two years of work, he put up 27 touchdowns. Uh, B.J. Cunningham's at 25. Kirk Gibson's at 24. I'm going to put this at a five. I think that those two seasons it can't be overlooked of how great they really were. Uh, again, it's it's not that common that a receiver puts up f- 13 or 14 receiving touchdowns. He did it in back-to-back seasons. Um, but again, you know, if we do have another great receiver that walks through East Lansing uh, who puts up three years of production uh, as freshmen are continuing to, to get more and more playing time around college football, I, I definitely think that's a record that's very possibly in reach for some of these guys. You know, you play three full seasons, you get nine or ten touchdowns every year. That's that's going to put you there. So um, that one I'm going to put as a five receiving touchdowns for the career that that Charles Rogers record might be broken. Uh, but again, man, two seasons, 27 touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Uh, now, the last couple we'll get to here, total yards of offense in a season. Again, we we kind of mentioned this in the intro. Brian Lewerke is the current leader. Uh, last season, he had 3,442 yards. Um, of course, a, a threat to pass and run the ball. Drew Stanton, another guy that was right behind him at 3,415. Lewerke, again, is third on the list. And then you have Connor Cook is as number four who was basically the first guy who wasn't really a dual threat guy he only had a a little under 200 yards rushing that game that season so you know most of it was was just relying on his arm And, and so you see a trend here you see the top three seasons were all dual threat guys and you also see a trend around college football and around the the nfl even of dual threat quarterbacks becoming more and more popular so I definitely think that there's going to be a guy that rolls around here and has three really productive seasons as a dual threat and tops that number. I'm putting this at an eight. I think it's very, very likely that this record gets passed in the next 20, 25 years. Offensive yards in a career is basically the same conversation here. Again, I'm putting this at an eight confidence. Brian Lewerke is the current leader with 9,548 um, Connor Cook's actually damn close to this one, uh, only about 150 yards away, and that's with a over 1,000 yard difference in rushing yards for their careers. So I certainly think this record's going to be in reach for any three-year starting quarterback, uh, and certainly any three-year starting quarterback who has any running ability to him as well. So um, this one I'm going to put as an eight w- with offensive yards as a, as a season and as a career. I, I certainly think that one's in reach. The last one we'll talk about here, all-purpose yards. Now, this includes returning yards. So I, I think this was an interesting one to, to finish it up with. So whatever, you, you know, your, your passing yards or your, um, your rushing yards, your 
receiving yards, your return yards, everything gets included into this. I, I said passing yards. I don't know why I said passing yards. You're rushing, receiving, and return yards. Any yards where the ball is in your hand for all-purpose yards. And the current leader in a season, that was Devin Thomas back in 2007. He had 2,590 total yards. You have Lorenzo White at number two with 2,094 yards. So about a 500-yard difference there. And again, when you're including returning into this uh, you know, category, it makes it uh, you know, 500 yards. It sounds crazy, but you know, when you're the team starting kick returner, 20 yards a pop on every return. You know, you're, if you're punt returning as well, you can account for maybe 10 yards a pop there. So um, those, add, the, those add up pretty quick here. And, and that's ultimately going to be where this comes down to is do you see a guy that's, you know, just one of those athletes that you get the ball in their hand and, and let him make plays. And, you know, a perfect example of a guy that I could see in a situation, a scenario where it plays out like this, a guy like Jalen Naylor. Right, a guy who's who's counted on for returning ability, a guy who we give the ball to in rushing jet sweeps, uh, you know, a guy we throw the bubble screens to, a guy we try to stretch the field with. Um, these are the types of players that you're looking for to break these kinds of records. So, I'm gonna put this at a six. That's a big number, man. Again, it's 500 yards more than the next highest. So 2,590 yards by Devin Thomas. I'm putting it right in the middle. I, I certainly think there's a guy that can roll around and and do that again, but that's a high, high season. That's a good – I remember Devin Thomas that season just being an electric playmaker, you know, in all phases of the game and just consistently. And he was a second-round pick by the New York Giants through the NFL career. Didn't really pan out, but he was a hell of a player when he was in East Lansing. And we go over to the all-purpose yards for the career. Uh, we have uh, stats. Let's pull this bad boy up. We have Javon Ringer in the lead here with 5,426. Lorenzo White behind him by about 300 yards. Derek Mason nipping on Lorenzo's heels there. But Javon Ringer, the current leader, 5,426 yards. Now that's four seasons of work. Um you know, that that's going to be a tough number. Again, this is one I'm going to sit right in the middle with a five because Javon Ringer was an electric playmaker. He was a guy early in his career that was part of that thunder lightning combo with J.U. Kulkrick, who was kind of a, you know, the this is our third down back. This is our explosive back. This is our big play guy. This is our returner. Um, and then as his career continued, he became relied upon as that workhorse bell cow kind of guy and, and just had a ton of touches and, it's something where you're you're going to require a guy that gets that kind of volume and and man I don't know if if another athlete's going to roll around East Lansing and and put out that kind of touch volume that's required to break a record like this. So while I do think that there are just more yards to be had out there right now in in today's football game, I do think that that's a really impressive uh, number that's going to be real tough to beat, especially with all the the best playmakers generally leaving after three years. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. So I'll put it at a five here, the all-purpose yards career with Javon Ringer. Um, now, now I, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I, I just wanted to kind of take a look through history and see which of these major records are likely to fall in the next handful of years. Um, again, today was the offense. I hope you enjoyed it. Thursday, make sure you come back. We'll check out some of the defensive numbers, tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, 
and all of that. And again, a, an interesting conversation and an interesting look at some of the records that we have and appreciating some of the great players that have come through, but also, you know, kind of taking a look at where football is heading and, and how some of these records are going to be impacted by that, I think is really interesting. And, and as we continue to sit around and wait to see what's going to happen with this college football season, you know, I think, you know, this is an interesting topic that that isn't really, you know, dependent on updated news that that seems to be changing by the minute. So I hope you enjoyed today. I hope you stick around next week on our next episode on Thursday where we do the defense as well. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. Last week, our, our best episode yet was with Corey Robinson, an interview uh, which was, you know, just a lot of good recruiting nuggets, a lot of good stuff in the past. If, if you go back into the back catalog, rate, review, um, tell your friends, tell your family. I really appreciate all of the support. Have yourselves a fantastic week. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend, and we will see you guys Thursday. Again, follow me on Twitter at Standing Room MSU for updates throughout the week, as I will be on vacation. Um, I'll be a little bit slow on Twitter, but I'll make sure that if there's some breaking news that we get that out to you. So have yourselves a week. Take care, folks.